I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I call my lady Wonder Wench. She has put up with me for a long, 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 very long time. And those of you who have heard the Love Comes When You Least Expect It CD may be interested in knowing that her middle name is Annie, just like the heroine in the story. I'll tell you more about that some other time. I met Wonder Wench in Boston, and it felt like she strapped a pair of rockets onto my life and lit a fuse. When we started out, she was my secretary and I was the boss. Somehow, somewhere along the line, I think that chain of command kind of changed. But like most guys, you know, I like to growl around a little sometime and take command because I am the guy, you know, and that, that, that usually happens when we take a long car trip. Even when we travel in her car, which is most of the time because her car has hardly any dents in it. And by the way, for those of you who have sent emails saying you are shocked, shocked, I tell you, that I would call my lady a wench, let me give you her take a little bit on, on the way things work out between us, especially when I'm driving her car. You um, have a new-to-us car. Yep. Yep. And you like it a lot? I like it a lot. Okay. How does it make you feel when I um, insist on driving your car, because it's the better of the two cars, uh, by a lot, uh, how, do you, how does it make you feel when I insist on driving uh, long distances like we did last weekend? I grit my teeth. Do you really? Yes. After it's, all this time? It's my car. Yeah, I know, but... But you don't drive it the way I do. That no, poor thank car. thank God. Now, wait a minute. I never backed up and hit a tree. Tire marks in the driveway. <laughs> it's incredible. But, you know, it's, it's a guy thing, I think. Um, Which is why I don't argue. <laughs> you don't? Well, <laughs> did I argue when you decided that you were going to drive to Massachusetts? No, you didn't argue, and I, mm. I will, I will bow to that, and I will, I will thank you for that. So, but you'd have to grit your teeth, huh? absolutely, even after all of this time. Even after all of this time, that stuff that I see on it's the, my car. You, you, you sound uh, possessive. Possessive <laughs> about that. But see, it doesn't, it doesn't act for you the way it acts for me. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't explode and burst into <laughs> flames and things. Actually, the first time anybody asked her about how she felt about being called Wonder Wench, uh, she had a great answer. She said, it tickles. She's got a great sense of humor. Driving is one of those things that I think between most couples, there are little glitches there every once in a while. It's obviously something that couples do a lot together. Driving played a big part in a fantasy that I had at one time. When I was a kid growing up in Brooklyn, I had this dream about driving down the West Side Drive in Manhattan with a beautiful woman in my car on my way to work at my favorite radio station, which was WNEW in New York. I used to listen to them all the time when I was a kid. And you know what? Wonder Wench was there the first morning I got to take that drive a long time ago. She also drove home with me a lot of years later, the night I got fired at WNBC. That was a terrible night for us. 
This was the night I told her I was going to quit radio altogether and open a hypnotherapy practice. And I got to tell you, when I said that to her, it was kind of like, you know how you pull your head down into your shoulder there every once in a while when you say something like that? Because it was quite a change, you know. She knew that, too, that it would mean going from a comfortable New York radio guy's salary to lots of weeks when there'd be no income at all till the thing got rolling. And you know what? She just smiled and she said, we can do it. We can do it. Wonder Wench brought up children with me. And when they grew up, she became their friend and their advisor. And she's my best friend and advisor, even though I still haven't grown up. She flies right seat with me in our little airplane, even though she was really scared in the beginning. Now she even helps with the navigation. She did that not because she particularly liked flying. She didn't. But she wanted to be with me. That's special. She puts up with my plastic potato popgun battles with Randy next door. And, and she fell down laughing when I grew a mustache the weeks that she took a trip with our daughter Chris and a couple of other lady friends. And I went to pick her up at the airport and I had my hat pulled down over my eyes, you know, and I put on my Ray-Ban shades and I went lurking at the airport. She didn't recognize me, you know. As I told you, she's got a great sense of humor, which uh, she has definitely needed living with me for this long, 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 very long time. And we're coming up on another Christmas now. I remember very well how she looked on our first Christmas together. She is standing with me on a snow-covered Boston common. You know, Boston outlawed Christmas celebrations in the 1600s, I guess it was. But they make up for that right now. Boston common... For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's, it's a park right in the middle of the city. And I was on the air from the common uh, the year that she came into my life. Every Christmas, they put lights on every tree in the park. It's gorgeous. We had a sprinkling of snow that Christmas. I wrote a story about it all those years ago, and it's in the Love & Touch Personal Audio CD. I think I'll play it for you in a few minutes. Anyway, she stood beside me singing Silent Night in my dad's church choir on Christmas Eve's too. She stood beside me when I was out of work on Christmas Eve. For quite a few years, I wasn't supposed to love her. So she stood alone, apart from her family and friends on those Christmas Eves, because that's the only way that she felt she could stand beside me. Dick's Details, a whole bunch of interesting but totally unimportant facts that you can squirt into your head so you can squeeze out the important things that are keeping you awake. A recent very expensive study has proven conclusively that women do indeed talk more than men. As a matter of fact, this study says that women talk twice as much as men. No wonder Wench says that's because guys don't listen, so women have to tell us things twice. <laughs> She's probably right. An aerodynamic personnel decelerator. An aerodynamic personnel decelerator. That is the official U.S. military term for what you and I would call a parachute. Sounds like the kind that opens on impact. Wonder Wench took her first flight with me. She, she said, where's the parachute? I said, guys don't wear parachutes. She said, I'm not a guy. And I got to tell you, I am extremely glad that she is not. In Logan County, Colorado, it is illegal to kiss a sleeping woman. Fortunately for Snow White, she doesn't live there in Logan County, Colorado. Dick's Details, 
They take your mind off your mind. Okay, let me take you back a lot of years. Back to a Christmas past, Christmas long past. Long, 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 very long time ago. Seems there was a much younger man who looked a little bit like me, I guess. And he was standing in the snow on Boston Common and he fell in love. Bike bells, doorbells, typewriter bells, fire bells, alarm clock bells. Bells trickle through the calendar, tinkling down the days almost ignored until November dies. And then the school bells, timer bells, cash register bells all sing the sound of the season. Big bells, baby bells, telephone bells, telephone bells. They are the ones that give a glisten to the silver Christmas air. It was in an icicled outdoor telephone booth with the door frozen open and a small snowdrift in the coin return slot that I called to ask if you wanted to go Christmas shopping. And you said yes, in a voice that curled around and into my ear moist and warm from inside you. It was like slowly pressing my foot into a warmed, fur-lined bedroom slipper. That was the first time I ever really enjoyed the bustle of shopping. And when we finished, we stood in the brilliant cold to watch the flashing Christmas tree lights in the park. The reflections made candlelit stained glass windows of your eyes. And right there, in the swirl of gold wrapping paper and red ribbon bows and the tumble of the hustling crowd while your arms were trapped under the bundles of Christmas gifts that we just bought, I said, Merry Christmas, and kissed you. It took you by surprise. You flicked your eyelashes wide enough for me to look at something that few women ever show a man. For as long as it took my breath to melt the snowflake from your wind-tangled hair, you slipped out of the delicate black lace of feminine mystery. Your eyes fed me the full, round, warm honey of your most personal love. And I think it was just my breath that painted pink frost crystals on your cheek. You just closed your eyes and stood there in an almost holy silence. And that's how we rode home that blizzard night, the car's heater thawing the scent of green pine from your fur collar. We were so close that I didn't even want the crunching of footsteps in the snow between us. So I carried you from the car to the house, the flowered tops of your nylons blooming in the snow falling on my corduroy coat sleeve, the jingle bells of my keys sounding the start of our first Christmas together. After unbuttoning our snowy clothes and rubbing our backs on the black velvet dark of our quiet room, you pressed the pink curves of your breasts and shoulders to my chest. You said it made you warm.
Yeah, that's pretty much how it happened, too. Not quite, but pretty much. It's called First Christmas Together, and it's from the Love and Touch personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this pod program, or if you want a fresh copy, go back to DickSummer.com and click on the CD Baby icon and, and download it. Or if you want, you can check out the whole album the same way. Whatever works for you. So, what have we learned? Well, Santa Claus is definitely coming to town. And he sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake, and it's kind of nice, because it means he's paying attention to you all the time. I think we also learned over a long, long time that uh, sometimes a love that Santa might frown on because you're not supposed to be in it starts out anyway on a very cold Christmas Eve night. And it makes it just fine through a very long, 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 very long time. to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.